Namaskar and welcome to Daily Global Insights, episode 283. Please click on the like button. We are told that the more likes we get, the more viral the program goes. Thanks in advance. Today is Wednesday, the 24th of November, and we have a lot of news happening around the world. But before we do all that, let's welcome our co-host, Sridhar Chityalaji. Sridhar Ji, Namaskar and welcome to P Guru's channel. Welcome to DGI, sir. Namaskar, good morning to everybody and looking forward to another exciting Wednesday, the eve of Thanksgiving. Happy holidays and happy Thanksgiving to all my fellow uh, U.S. citizens and happy holidays to everybody. And White House rejects return of lockdowns as Europe's new shutdowns continues to spark protests. Sridharji, this is some concern. Why are the Europeans protesting, especially when they need to be more worried about whether they are going to get heating gas or not? Uh, I think that they want their freedom. I think they are a little bit tired of being uh, locked up inside their houses. Uh, they want to get out. They want to enjoy their pubs uh, before the full winter kicks in. Uh, they haven't seen any, uh, in their minds, uh, uh, beliefs around that there is any correlation between shutdowns and the up and rise of the cases. Also, they don't believe that vaccination or no vaccination, inconsistent reports coming out. They are getting vaccinated, but they feel that this is now government is encroaching on their rights. And U.S. Ambassador to Belarus, Julie Fisher, a career diplomat, rips Russian disinformation for inflaming tensions as Belarus clashes deepen, urges Russia to play a constructive role. Sridharji, with your permission, I'm just going to put a map of Europe starting from Belarus around that and starting from bottom right corner, which would be uh, Turkey. Sir, take it away. I, I have got the map on the screen now, sir. The core of the issue, I think we have discussed this, uh, is around Belarus trying to push what we call immigrants or illegal immigrants or refugees into Europe. It is insisting that countries like Poland, Lithuania, Germany, and some of the other places take X amount of refugees from uh, who are stranded now in the Belarus border between Poland and Lithuania. Uh, many believe that Belarus is using this immigration tactics as a mechanism uh, to get sanctions lifted. And it is also using the gas pipes that passes through it into Western Europe from Russia. You can see the Russian border, Russian border on the right hand side. Belarus shares a large Russian border with Russia uh, as a vehicle to cho uh, cho choke off uh, the gas supply. Uh, into, into mainland Europe. You can now see the Belarus, the, what the European sphere is, once these floodgates open, then the refugees are going to stream through Poland into other parts of Western Europe. Already, Europe is inundated with refugees going back to the past. Now, if you again go to the eastern side of uh, uh, Belarus, you can begin to see if you uh, you know, where Turkey is, where Syria is, as well as where Iraq. So the most of these refugees are actually coming from either Syria, Iraq, or even some from Afghanistan. Uh, and they are flowing, they're coming in via flights uh, from Turkey, and they're also coming via the Turkish airlines and the Belarus flights into Belarus. So this is the root of the issue. 
and because EU is trying to exert pressure not to have infiltration uh, and Poland is exerting pressure uh, directly by itself on Belarus, Russians are trying to intervene and they're trying to, uh, you know, they have conducted some air drills and this has prompted the US uh, diplomat uh, who is actually a former Trump appointee basically to come out and say, this is not acceptable. This type of inflammatory, uh, you know, approach is not is going to be counterproductive, and Russia must be far more constructive. Actually, look at the map. You can begin to see. Um, uh, you can begin to see uh, the whole um, construct of how this Belarus, which is at the epicenter, is playing a significant kind of a role. Uh, by virtue of using its strategic leverage, but not very constructive. Thank you, sir. And the United States to release 50 million barrels of oil to ease energy cost, a much needed step on the eve of the holiday season, because this week is Thanksgiving week. It's a shortened week and, and there's going to be a lot of travel. So I think this may be the right time to do this. Sridharji, however, there are some murmurs, aren't there? There are murmurs, and uh, I think uh, the um, um, Biden is playing to the gallery, um, which is namely the Democrats have said, don't ask OPEC to increase the supplies, uh, you know, release the gas from the strategic reserves. So to some extent, it eases the pressure. There's also pressure from Florida. Florida, DeSantis has passed, is going to get his legislature to pass a bill and he's going to say, you know, we're going to release $1 billion uh, as a subsidy and absorb the cost uh, of the gas that flows into uh, the uh, uh, flows through the, uh, the gas pumps. So I think that he is doing that. Um, and but how long it is sustainable begs a question, given he has decided to chop his own fingers. So that's where the problem is. And AOC pleads with Senate to rescue immigration amnesty in the Biden budget bill. There has been a lot of back and forth, a lot of things. So we are going to show you uh, in the news that's going around in U.S. As there's a little bit continuous video stream running on the site. But Sridharji, please go through and, and you can just walk about what is happening with all these various uh, people who seem to have collectively gone off their axis, especially the progressives, the way I see it, uh, Sridharji. Please go ahead. No, I think the, the upshot, uh, you know, the key summary uh, component of this video show is the reshaping of the United States that is taking place and the tremendous amount of justification that is being derived. For example, White House lashes out at DeSantis because he denied the vaccine mandate uh, and basically said Disney can open up, they don't need to obey. Okay, there's one example. Then you have the second example in uh, Lorden County, this much discussed uh, talk about uh, the interference and influence that has happened around this critical race theory uh, and base, basically marking and monitoring parents and calling them as domestic terrorists. Their emails have leaked and that is coming out. And there is also another video uh, from California, which shows how some of the teachers are recruiting the students to be supportive of this LBTQ group 
without the parental consent. So basically, the theory is the schools absorb power. Parents have no interference and no ability. This is another agenda that is being fought. Same in California, we discussed one of the topics, which is the looting, uh, which happened in the Walnut Creek area. Now it has spread and it is third day running. You have looting going on and there is no mechanism to do the enforcement. You know, Macy's, Target, uh, Neiman Marcus, Nordstrom, these stores are being looted. Then the great lady who is the house representative, Talib, uh, wants uh, prisons to be empty and people from prisons to be released out into the specific streets and basically saying, why are we keeping all these people? They haven't any committed any crime. So you have another uh, set of actions going on around that. Then you have AOC saying that if you had brought me in for election campaigning in Virginia, uh, I would have uh, I would have uh, uh, made sure that the progressive votes were won and we would have got the governorship. At the same time, she's also saying to the House uh, Senate Democrats, ignore the parliamentarian ruling where you cannot have in a finance bill inclusion of illegal immigrant amnesty and persuading them to make sure ignore the parliamentarian, ignore the rules because the might of <coughs> the might of uh, uh, democracy where we have the vote, which is, remember, it's a tie 50-50 and the vice president casts a vote even to break it um, and basically saying don't follow the rules and allow the amnesty to come in. Then you have uh, in a court case, uh, this uh, uh, the whole written house, uh, you have left-wing media, left-wing celebrities all coming in, uh, you know, castigating him as, uh, you know, as someone uh, you know, who should be punished. So you have that set of uh, activities going on. Then I used even the phrase CBS. You can see that CBS is basically uh, misquoted or misinformed uh, and um, and then coming back and recorrecting this information, having done the damage. What is the damage here? It says that uh, he illegally, Rittenhouse illegally crossed the border uh, and came and used the firing, so therefore he should be punished. So it's actually, um, he did not cross any state lines uh, while armed. So therefore, that it corrects itself, but having done the damage. So my point is, if mainstream media is supposed to be objective and unbiased in communicating the news, if they become the vehicles of disinformation, then there is no salvation uh, in the world, let alone in United States, this is one. Then they have the um, the um, uh, the case around the uh, um, Ahmad Abari, where uh, he was uh, shot by the police. And you have a whole bunch of uh, um, you know people, whatever you want to call them. Uh, they basically have lined up outside the court and threatened, which is namely, if appropriate punishment is not meted out. Ahmad Arbery's case, you have the militias which is saying to them that they will take law into their own hands and commit dispensation. So what we have now in the United States, from immigration to deprisoning to influencing the education to monitoring of parents, you know, who are, uh, uh, you know, who are dissenting these uh, school concepts to the open looting and robbery that is going on in shops. Uh, plus the mandates that is going on around the vaccines, despite businesses and people rebelling against it. And in fact, it's very interesting that uh, uh, 
um, uh, you know, one of the observations that the, the, the uh, vice president goes up and says, we want a new America, an America <coughs> which is fully compliant and medically kind of fit as though we have medically unfit uh, United States today. So when you put this, all these subjects in a nutshell, this is what is going on besides the fiscal issues that we are dealing with in terms of runaway inflation, gas prices, plus more stimulus, which has not been fully accounted for. Uh, it's a new America that is brewing here. And time will tell whether, you know, whether this is the America that Americans choose to have. If it is the case, then that is the America that we are going to have, very different to a rules-based model that was prevalent up until time where everybody had a fair opportunity to conduct transact business, where the freedom of choice and freedom of rights prevailed rather than forced interference and forced correction and forced mechanism to uh, alter the narrative based on what you think. I go back to, and I have made this comment in my note, um, um, in my notes to, in my in so channels, the Georgia state election, it's not the 2020 presidential election. It is the Georgia state election when the seat was tied 1-1 one, one out of the two seats. Um, went back for uh, the repoll that was the tilting point in terms of where and what is shaping the u.s history mr obama was right this is the moment of reckoning this is the moment what we have not been able to do in the past we have an opportunity to do it so you guys come and vote and give both votes to the democrats and that tilted the power in the senate and you have now a president and a Senate and a House in the hands of one single party, which has happened in Republican, which has happened in the Democratic, which happened during Obama regime as well in the first term. But this one is going far and beyond the realms of what has happened historically in United States. And time will tell if this is the choice that people want to make on all facets of life. And we continue to have illegals coming in we have continued to have lawlessness prevalent across the states. We have continued to have militias and others threatening uh, the justice system. We have a justice dispensed in the case of Carl Rittenhouse and yet DOJ and the government now trying to re reset the judgment and change the course. All these things are reaching a crescendo which is not very positive in terms of the oldest democracy to showcase to the world. And the Congressional Budget Office says that funding for Biden's Build Back Better Social Welfare Bill comes up 367 billion short. You mentioned yeah. this. Sridharji, I'm going to skip to the next point where we are going to uh, look at US Trade Representative Kathleen Tai, who has outlined market access tariffs, restrictive digital trade measures, predictable policies as some of the concerns that she plans to address raised by U.S. stakeholders. U.S.-India trade holds much promise. Is she on a trip to India soon, sir? She's already in India. There's a oh, she's already in India. My bad. She's already in India. This is a precursor. Uh, they have extensively tweeted Mr. Goyal as well as Piyush Goyal as well as who is the who is uh, negotiating this. 
uh, with a whole bunch of ministers. Uh, they want to do, you remember that the proceeding that there was uh, representatives from the Democrat and probably some from the Republican side uh, are trying to talk to Indians and saying, you know, egging up that we need to do more ties. So she's basically saying, I've come here with an open hand, says much promise, uh, but there are three or four areas we need to address, which is namely around uh, the tariffs and uh, uh, barriers and uh, also restrictive uh, digital uh, practices, digital trade, um, as well as, uh, you know, market restrictions in certain areas. I think we need to slowly begin to uh, unravel or uh, yeah, what you call, sorry, consistent policy. This is around the back end taxation, which has been addressed by the present regime that they will be, they will not be going back and doing retro taxation. I think that part they have addressed, but there are, these are some of the areas which are uh, still under the gravitas of uh, the uh, the Indian government. Uh, this is typically the way uh, you do the opening negotiation salvo. Uh, but the fact that she is there and spending two days trade is the focus. August well, and let's hope that uh, they can strike something which is a win-win. And India to release five million barrels of oil from its strategic reserves to ease petrol and diesel prices. India reaches out to BIMSTEC. B-I-M-S-T-E-C, leaders to invite them for Republic Day Parade 2022. Sir, in BIMSTEC, isn't C also present, China? No. It's no. Cambodia. Uh, it's Cambodia, right. Cambodia, okay. Cambodia, <laughs> Thailand, Myanmar, Bangladesh, Nepal, Bhutan, uh, who else? Sri Lanka. So these are the nations which are there. So I think it's a strategic move. You can see that Modi ji is uh, Sark has become irrelevant because of mm -hmm. uh, the uh, the Pakistani footprint, uh, and you know so you have uh, these nations they are going to be invited given the due importance. Bimstek is also a strategy to counter what China is doing, especially around the uh, the Himalayan kingdom, which we touched on around uh, Bhutan. Uh, so I think that this is a very good move, and you know they're giving giving the due importance to small nations. Uh, which is consistent with the look east policy so augurs well and let's see how, how how it gets played out sir and china continues to ratchet up its ante in the border conducting live fire drills with high altitude weapons this is with india no scientific evidence to prove that booster shots are needed to fight COVID, says indian medical chief indian covaxin gets added to the list of accepted vaccines in the United Kingdom. Slowly but steadily, they are beginning to add Covaxin into their list. I think that's all good news for the Bharat Biotech Company. Also for India, because here is a new export avenue, perhaps that can hit the high gear now. Very positive, sir. I think that the Covaxin is eventually uh, you know, getting accepted. Uh, and Covaxin is being extensively used now in India as well. Um, one of the research scientists, actually, I think we touched on this yesterday, has pointed out that the collateral consequences or collateral damages that come from uh, Covaxin due to the specific protocols that is being used in the vaccine uh, also helps it uh, to be a very uh, effective weapon. The fact that the efficacies have sustained, uh, you know, beyond the six, nine months range is what is giving probably the Indian doctors and Indian scientists, uh, the proof that booster shots may not be needed. Uh, so there may have been more data embedded into the molecular structures of the, the components of the vaccines. That's all I can say. Whereas in United States, we are going the opposite and Europe as well. Uh, we, are, we are insisting that 
the booster doses needed to be taken because the efficacy drops to 50% after six months uh, the second vaccine dose is taken. And Taiwan talks chips and China coercion with the United States in an online meeting. Japan allocates $5.2 billion to fund chip plants by TSMC and others. Sridharji, the chip plants, I thought there were four different places, two in the United States, one in India and one in Japan. Uh, where does the Where do the other fab plants stand, sir? Any updates on those? I think one, they're looking at Vietnam and I think they're also trying to augment uh, the capacity further in Japan. Uh, the objective is the capital allocation and TSMC is uh, being offered, uh, you know, a huge capital incentive to expand and set up a large uh, facility in Japan. So that is why uh, this uh, Taiwan diplomacy is about. And you remember that at the same time, there's an online summit that is going on between United States and Taiwan. And again, I think this is uh, either in Austin or in Arizona, uh, there's another major plant that is going to come up uh, where TSMC will be uh, installing. Uh, besides, the, uh, you know, Intel is also setting up uh, big manufacturing capability uh, capacity uh, in United States. So the diplomacy around how to combat China is is around this uh, is besides the security to wean away and take away what was emerging as a big <coughs> semiconductor. <coughs> Sorry, semiconductor complex in uh, in in China. And Belarus Lukashenko says EU should take in more refugees in a provocative announcement. Russia's Gazprom threatens to cut off gas supplies to Moldova, a nation of 2.6 million. We touched upon this when we are showing the maps. Siddharji, do you want to add anything more? No, I think that uh, there's only one other point. You can see Russia is trying to exert pressure around all those nations. Uh, along its border from Ukraine to Moldova to uh, to uh, Belarus. Um, and the pressure that it is applying is effectively that the present prime minister of Moldova is a pro-EU uh, and pro-democracy man. That doesn't resonate very well. Historically, Moldova has had a pro-Russian. So what do they do? They suddenly jack up the price. They charge a premium on an existing contract. And Moldova says this is not acceptable. So what what does uh, what's the next step? They say we're going to cut off the supply. They were also not happy. I think Moldova sourced uh, a contingent gas from uh, through Poland or from Poland, uh, which has irked the Russians. So they're threatening to choke the Moldovans. So this is another issue. Again, when you look at the map, you can see Russia, Belarus, Ukraine, Moldova in one lumpent kind of adjacent adjacent to each other with Russia and Russia wants to still control that specific block and they do not want to have anyone opposing uh, the, the, the sentiments towards Russia. And United Kingdom's airborne troops hold drills amid growing tensions with Russia. Sir, does UK also need its gas from your Russia? No, I think that the, uh, the UK is uh, holding the uh, the drills in support of any potential uh, issues that comes from um, uh, to Ukraine because it has offered support to Ukraine. Remember that it was the UK vessels which navigated and Ukraine as well is also conducting air drills jointly. Uh, and this is another irritating point for the Russians. 
and France is determined for UK to respect post-Brexit deal that includes fishing rights. See, ji, so this we forgot about the Brexit because Brexit happened, then COVID happened, and and now you know people are trying to dig themselves out of all these problems. Um, do you think that there's going to be friction between France and UK? Oh, there'll be continuing friction between, especially after the Oscars deal. So, you know, there is going to be continuous friction between France and uh, the Britain. Uh, and I think that uh, yeah, this uh, fisher, fishing vessels, uh, trawlers uh, are moving, you know, in the channel uh, from here to there uh, and crisscrossing the border, I mean, you know, is going to be a common uh, recurrence. You know, remember, they are uh, very similar to what happens in India-Sri Lanka waters. Uh, so I think that uh, France will use this uh, to continue to exert its right because it is the voice right now in the absence of uh, Germany in Europe. Uh, it will make sure that, uh, you know, UK complies and UK toes the line. Uh, but, you know, uh, you just because you change the border, you change the rules of Brexit. <coughs> overnight, these people are not going to change the course. So there will be this skirmishes, uh, but I think eventually they'll settle down. The riots continue in Europe as the Dutch Prime Minister lashes out at idiots behind the riots. Sridharji, now is this again like a tool uh, toolkit that is being played out? Whatever happened in the United States, take it, Europify it and then do the same thing? But Europe is well on its way. I think some of these lessons are uh, being actually learned in the United States from Europe. You, Europe has... Uh, you know, three sets of problems, uh, you know, left-wing liberal socialism, very active. Uh, these uh, policies are uh, uh, very widely uh, prevalent in uh, in Europe, whether it is Netherlands or Belgium or France. Uh, you know, France had to send uh, a whole bunch of armed forces uh, to police to quell in Guadalupe. Uh, and then you have Netherlands riots uh, that, you know, has happened continuously. We have riots in Belgium. We have riots in Austria. So all these are happening basically. Um, you know, they don't. They, they do not. People do not like uh, their uh, their rights being uh, curtailed and will being imposed. Uh, so you also have the social tensions that has that has been prevalent because of the. I don't know if I have to use that bad policy of Merkel who supported uh, this. Uh, Arab Spring or whatever it is called. There's a whole bunch of illegals who moved in at that point of time. Uh, and that has not stopped, be it in Spanish, be it in the, uh, through the Mediterranean. Now it is happening through Belarus. So there has been various points through which these illegals have come in, which is creating social tensions. And then you have this COVID restrictions, which is running for almost two years now, close to two years. Uh, and uh, people have nothing else but to go into the streets and riot. And speaking of COVID, global COVID cases are at 258 million, total recovered at 234 million, 5.178 million deaths, and 19.344 million active cases. Besides US, Honduras, and Mexico, eight nations make up the most active cases list, and Turkey being the other. Sidharji, um, I just got myself a booster shot, whether I needed it or not. I just said, well, the pharmacy was open. I said, okay, let me go and get it because I'm headed for an overseas trip. Now, um, the question that comes in my mind is that, you know, uh, we keep talking about this. 
many countries still are, including United States, are still in this denial mode, thinking that boosters don't help or our vaccine shots don't help. Well, uh, just to give one data point, which again, here in United States is one more attribute as to why mainstream media, just because they want to justify blah, 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 Democrats, blah, 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 Biden, blah, 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 left liberal policy. The number of deaths is pretty close to 800,000. The number of deaths, cumulative deaths, the number of deaths incurred to date, as a date, uh, as at November 23rd, uh, 2021, is greater than the number of deaths that occurred all of 2020 when we first contracted COVID, the pandemic began to happen. Remember, until November, we did not have a vaccine. And Mr. Biden was, you know, finger pointing and finger pointing and finger pointing and basically saying we're getting killed. He is totally silent and he has no words to comment as to why <coughs> the deaths have skyrocketed, notwithstanding the fact he was given a vaccine and he was given distribution, number one. Number two, Fauci has come up with a new concept, which is namely, well, vaccines don't guarantee. And second, you know, mask, wearing mask is not guarantee that you will not be getting a COVID. So he's, you know, his kind of, uh, uh, what shall I call, uh, to and fro on this specific issue is not adding any credibility. So where exactly the problem lies? The problem lies, goes back, which we discussed again yesterday, is unless people come to the root cause and tell people the root cause is this, vaccines are a good deterrent, people must vaccinate, and vaccines are an evolution, and therefore the efficacies of the vaccines, first generation vaccines. Remember, we are now moved into probably third generation in India. Uh, in some other nations. We have first generation vaccines. Those of you who have taken require boosters. Look, I'm speaking as a banker economist. I'm not speaking as a doctor. Maybe the doctors have to give something like this, which is to say that the first generation to second generation, you know, there is a big transition. So that is why you need a booster. We have implemented some of the protocols, which gives you longer gestation for you to deal with, especially on the threshold of the winter because the rising active cases plus the rising deaths, there is no explanation given how to deal with this. And uh, speaking of numbers, USA, Brazil, India, Russia, and Mexico have the highest number of deaths. In the United States, more people have died in 2021 as of date, that is we are only in November, than all of 2020. And the number of deaths in the United States stands at 794,864. India, US, Brazil, Mexico, Russia, Germany, France, and the United Kingdom make up the top 10 vaccinated nations on volume. Sridharji, before we go into markets, do you think that again now we'll be, you know, we are in flu season. This is when the virus will become active again. Let's have some cheer. If if everyone stepping out wears a mask, follows the rules, gets their booster shot, do you think that perhaps people can have a cheery Christmas? Indeed. See, <laughs> I have my mask. So I came into the show uh, wearing a mask. Yes, indeed, I'm cheery. 
as I'm a little bit struggling because you can see that, you know, uh, uh, I don't have a relapse of uh, uh, COVID, but, uh, you know, there is, uh, the, the, the air is not very uh, conducive. Uh, and so you have, you know, easily pick up the virus. Uh, the first uh, perception of anybody when you have a little bit of a cold or cough, etc., is, oh my God, you got COVID, so why are you out? So we have to stand up and say, look, you know, I'm here to cheer and I got to be, can't be locked down forever. Uh, and I got to kind of, you know, get through the thing. So the story is that I think erring on to be cautious is far more than, you know, bravado. Uh, we, we are in virus mode. So therefore, uh, you when, especially when they have said we have all taken first generation virus, first generation shots, flu shots, uh, sorry, uh, COVID shots. Uh, we need to prepare ourselves to be uh, far more equipped to deal with this issue. That's what I would say. So whether whether wearing a mask is effective, not effective, doesn't matter, but it does at least do something helpful. It does cause a lot of difficulty, especially if you're wearing glasses. It does cause a lot of difficulty if you have other kind of uh, syndromes in your mind. Uh, it is very restrictive, but if you restrict, if you if you want to be careful, then I think you have to deal with the precautions. And uh, looking at markets, markets are marginally up for the day as we approach the Thanksgiving holidays. Oil prices pair back at 76 for West Texas and 80 for Brent. And Brent and the 10-year bond yields jumped to 1.65% with inflation on the horizon. Turkish lira crashes after President Erdogan sparks a sell-off. What did he say, sir? Basically, he's going inverse. Inflation is running high and he's cutting rates, so which doesn't work. So the lira has taken a deep dive. He doesn't care. There's been three uh, central bank uh, governors whom he has changed because they openly come and critique. They said you have to increase the rates. You can't decrease the rates, especially when you have spiraling inflation uh, and you have deepening debt. Um, but Mr. Erdogan would have no holds of it. When the debt is called by international institutions or when the debt is called by the investors, what he's going to do uh, begs a question. But the prices are skyrocketing and wages have crashed in. That's not helping either. The wages have, uh, have crashed uh, with a depreciating lira. So it's a real problem. But, you know, these are not uh, your conventional uh, nations and they will deal with it as the case goes. Turkey is a big problem. I mean, Russia was a problem, but that Russia had two important things, oil and gas. So it was able to deal with it. Uh, Turkey doesn't have much. It has only uh, great expatriate income or remittances coming in that helps it to keep going. And with that, today's DGI comes to an end. I hope you did like the video as soon as it started. But as always, please like, share and subscribe to our channel. And don't forget to click on the bell button. Sridharji, I'll see you tomorrow and we'll be back with the next episode. Namaskar. Thank you very much. Namaskar. Thank you very much. And uh, again, you know, happy Thanksgiving, happy holidays to everybody in the United States. Uh, today is uh, the eve of the Thanksgiving.